welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. I'm Pastor Josh, and I've got Pastor Justin here, and we're going to do a quick series on baptism and communion, the yeah. ordinances that Jesus set before us for us to follow, um, two sacraments that we practice regularly here at City Rev, and we just wanted to dive into the specifics as to why we practice these things, what's the theology there, what's the scripture behind it, yeah. and so maybe to kick us off, Justin, you can just share with us how important is baptism? Yeah. You know, where does it fall? We we oftentimes say we have primary doctrines here, we have secondary doctrines here, we have tertiary doctrines here. Right. You know, there there is a hierarchy of importance when it comes to doctrine. Yeah. And so where does baptism fall and how important how important is it? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. I'm excited that we're doing this series and Maybe this is one of those conversations that uh, if you're a Christian, maybe this is one of those areas that sometimes we just kind of assume and we don't mm, get yeah. to talk about as much. So I'm yep. excited about just the what fact, we do, the fact that yeah. we're talking about it. So, yeah, w- what we would say is there's in Scripture, I think of First Corinthians 15, Paul says, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you're being saved. Mm-hmm. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in, va- in vain. And I would remind you of that which is of first importance. Mm-hmm. First so importance. In Paul's mind, and then he goes on and he describes how Christ died for our sins mm-hmm. in accordance with the scriptures, how he was buried and raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So in Paul's view, there are matters that are of first importance. Mm. And uh, the gospel salvation in Christ, mm-hmm. um, the word of God in accordance with the scriptures, right? Um, <clears throat> we would say that there are things that are of first importance. One way of thinking about this that I've found to be helpful that I've borrowed from um, a great uh, theologian is thinking of it as triage, theological triage. <laughs> Whenever we come to an issue, just like if you're going to uh, the ER, the first thing they'll do is triage. Okay, what are we dealing with here? Hmm. Is this like fatal? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, do we need to deal with this with Assess the level the of the problem? It, Assess is, the question. Yeah. yeah. Critical care unit, intensive care, or is this like, hey, you can wait for a couple hours. We've got some bigger issues, mm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what we would say is baptism is vitally important. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a significant uh, command of Jesus, an ordinance of the church that Christians have disagreed with as mm. far as the particulars of what its significance is and who should be baptized. And where we would place baptism is we'd place it in that second bucket. Mm. We wouldn't say it's primary, and by primary we mean the dividing line between Christian and non-Christian. Mm. We wouldn't say that you have to have our view of baptism in order to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, we have brothers and sisters in Christ who come from different denominational, tradition, backgrounds, that have different views on baptisms, on baptism, that are believers in the gospel of that which is of first importance that we align with there. Mm. So I think that's an important dividing line just to set this in context. And I would even say there's people at our church. There are some at our church who they come from a different denomination background as a kid that had a different view of baptism. And there's some some of those who, upon attending here at City Rev and studying the scriptures alongside with us, have decided, hey, I, I want to be baptized in accordance with what I'm seeing in scripture and what's being taught here mm. and our view of baptism. And then there are some who are a part of our church who we love mm. that come from a different understanding of baptism, and they still hold that. And what we would say is uh, we're going to continue to teach what we have convictions about mm. when it comes to baptism. We do believe that the scripture speaks to that. 
Um, at the same time, it is not a matter of division in terms of brother and sister in mm. Christ. And so we want to have this conversation in a way that's honoring and also seeks to understand um, and appreciate where different denominations, where a Presbyterian Reformed view of baptism is coming from. Why, like, why, why, where did they get that biblically? Uh, and to make sure that we're entering into that with grace. Um, so that's how I'd say it's, it's a secondary doctrine. It's very important. We teach it. We have a conviction about it, mm. a, a position as a church. At the same time, it's not the dividing line. It's not, right. it's not the gospel. Outcast. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's really good. It's really good. So what you're saying is the gospel is primary. That is yes. the, that is everything. It's of right. most importance, as Paul puts it, yeah. or first importance, sorry. And so that's what we make primary. Yeah. And that's what we, that's the hill we die on. That's, hey, if you're a follower of Christ, that is the primary doctrine. And mm-hmm. that's the dividing line between where you're a Christian or not, you follow yeah. Jesus or not. Secondarily, we put baptism there because we do believe it's important. Yeah. There is great significance when it comes to baptism. Yes. Um, but we can disagree. We can yep. agree to disagree on the way we view baptism because it's not the gospel. Yeah, that's right. That's It's beyond the dividing line. So maybe dive into that a little bit more. What is the significance then of baptism if we hold it so highly? Yeah. So biblically, our view as a church is that baptism, if I could kind of put a summary thesis statement and then we'll break it down. Our view as a church in our understanding is that baptism is a symbolic act that portrays the gospel Mm. and it is the entry point of someone where they are publicly declaring their personal faith in christ Mm. and identifying with christ in his death and resurrection Mm. Um, you know we have shorthand phrases for it that capture little snippets of all that baptism signifies Mm -hmm. It, it is one of those um acts that has many layers of rich meaning Mm. if you really you know follow the trajectory and themes in scripture that lead up to Jesus being baptized and then uh, believers in Jesus to be called to be baptized. But our understanding biblically, I think of first and foremost, the Great Commission. Uh, Jesus commanded, and it was his final words to his disciples that are recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And the word baptism it literally means immersion. So it's a Greek word, comes from a Greek word, baptizo. That Greek word means to immerse, to dunk, uh, to place within. And so what we see in scripture are these immersions in water. Mm-hmm. And Jesus calls us to baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Jesus also himself was baptized in mm. his ministry at the very start of his public ministry. And in Romans chapter 6, a key text that helps us understand the symbolic meaning of baptism is in Romans 6, Paul says, do you not know that you were baptized into the death of Jesus? Hmm. And again, let's translate that word. Do you not know you were immersed into the death of Jesus? Hmm. And if you were baptized into his death, you were also raised to life with Jesus. Hmm. And so what baptism is, is it's this symbolic burial and symbolic resurrection. When a person is immersed down underneath into the water, and then they're raised up out of the water, that person is identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and is enacting and symbolically portraying 
Jesus's death and resurrection as if it is their own death and resurrection, right? The scripture describes how we have died with Christ and we've been raised with Christ. And baptism is a way of, in, in our physical bodies, to experience something symbolically that walks us through the story mm. of the gospel. And it's positioned at the very entry point of our faith. Mm. When a person puts their faith in Jesus, they then physically demonstrate that in a public way through baptism. You know, mm. faith in, in the heart, you can't point out to and really see. <laughs> it's hard to, right. to notice. And even you could look at like good deeds and we should look at people's, you know, uh, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by their fruit. Mm. Um, at the same time, sometimes Jesus also would say things like, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So sometimes the outward appearance looks like, wow, they must be a great person, but they're actually doing it for selfish, mm. prideful reasons. So what baptism does is it, it gives us a physical way to declare our mm personal commitment to Jesus Christ. That's so good. It's beautiful the way you're describing that. Yeah. And it's what I hear you saying is it's an, an outward demonstration of that inward faith, yes. that, that faith that we have welling up inside of us, growing inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's a, an action to demonstrate a public way to show that we now are followers of Jesus. Yes. That's I mean, beautifully put, Justin. So why should and why shouldn't someone be baptized then and you're kind of already hitting on that but maybe dive a little deeper into that yeah and so again and maybe another time we can talk about different views christians have had on this or Mm -hmm. that different denominations take on this our conviction as a church is the pattern we see in scripture in particular in the book of acts is we see baptism being an expression of a person's faith Hmm. so we see people for example, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people believe and repent and then are baptized uh, in response to the message that Peter preaches. Immediately, Immediately, right? yeah. Then you mm. see the Ethiopian eunuch, for example. He hears the gospel being preached to him from Isaiah 53. And Philip comes to him, walks him through the gospel, and then he says, what prevents me from being baptized? And his response to hearing the gospel is, I want, I, what do I do? How do I be baptized now to declare that? And baptism, you know, there are, there are moments in scripture where it's like, it, it is the, it is faith welling up and being expressed visibly, uh, to where sometimes in scripture we can get confused when baptism, you know, there's some view that some who view baptism as the mechanism of salvation. Hmm. And we would, uh, strongly discourage a view that says, baptism is what actually saves you because then that's you're inserting it into the gospel at that point yes Hmm. yeah so we would not say baptism is the mechanism or the vehicle of our salvation no that's faith in christ uh it is by grace through faith in jesus christ alone Hmm. Uh, ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 romans chapter 10 if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord believe in your heart god raised him from the dead you will be saved Hmm right? Period. Mm-hmm. It's not, if you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead and also be baptized, right? Um, so we have an understanding that baptism is significant. It's, it is something precious. Um, but it is for someone who is a believer to be baptized, someone who has faith in Jesus. And it is, uh, it is something that demonstrates our faith. 
Hmm. The analogy we use all the time is like the wedding ring. The wedding ring, yeah. The classic wedding ring. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It is a good one. And sometimes when I'm teaching kids the the uh, this in class, I'll say, hey, this is my wedding ring I got on my wedding day. If I gave you my wedding ring, would that make you my wife's husband now all of a sudden? <laughs> And the little boy confused, like, no, that's weird. Or and, if you were to lose it, you're suddenly not married to oh, yeah, Amy or if, any longer. If I lose, right, exactly. <laughs> and the whole point is the wedding ring doesn't make you married. The wedding ring is a picture and symbol mm-hmm. of a commitment you have made to that person. And it's, and it's a visible symbol that, that the shape of it, it's a circle, no beginning, no end. It's made of a precious metal. It has value like your love on and on beautiful wedding stuff that we say, mm-hmm. right? So in, in a similar way, baptism isn't what saves a person. It's not what makes a person a Christian. Baptism is a picture of a commitment that has been made to Jesus Christ, mm. a faith commitment to him. Mm. And so that that's who should. And so who shouldn't be baptized? Who shouldn't be baptized, I would say, is the person who you know, feels like their life is headed in the wrong direction and they just kind of want a spiritual shot in the arm, mm. you know. Uh, you shouldn't get baptized if you're like, you know what, I, I've i been going through a tough time. I could use some blessings from God. I'm going to go be baptized. Or you shouldn't be baptized if you're, you know, I, I think of teenagers in particular with this, but it could be others. My friends are getting baptized. And I see them doing it, so I want to be baptized. Or Mm. my parents are pressuring me Mm -hmm. to be baptized. Or I want to be baptized because I want to make my parents proud. Mm. All of those are unbiblical reasons to get baptized. Mm. The reason you get baptized is you've trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Mm. And you're declaring that faith uh, publicly through baptism. That's good. That's really good. So what about for the person that maybe got saved a few decades ago or maybe just a couple years ago and they, they did get baptized. It was shortly after they put their faith in Jesus, maybe a little bit longer after they put their faith in Jesus and it was this beautiful moment. They loved it. They have a great memory now of it. Yeah. What then is the significance for them? Yeah. How should they, you know, in retrospect, think back on that moment and maybe even yeah. how how should they communicate that to others? That's great. Yeah. Because I just envisioned the person, you know, there's a couple of different people who are listening to this. There's the person who hasn't been baptized as a believer. Hmm. And I think that there's a very clear action step, which is to be baptized. But what about the person who's like, yeah, I, I did that, you mm-hmm. know, I, I Done. was baptized. <laughs> Check that box. <laughs> right. And, uh, baptism, I think if we allow it, uh, can be a continual, a continual reminder of God's grace in your life. Hmm. Hopefully you have some memory of your baptism experience where you can remember going into those waters and you can remember the eyeballs of your church family Mm -hmm. um, looking and watching as you are buried into the water and raised up out of the water, portraying the death of Jesus in your place and the resurrection of Jesus in your place. And I think that that memory in our moments of doubt, in our moments of Uh, wondering if God sees us. I think our memory of our baptism and the fact that it's a physical experience helps us to be encouraged and strengthened in our faith to remember what God has done in our lives, to remember the gospel. And so the memory of it is precious. And then I would also say, if you're a believer, you know, the way we do baptisms at our church is 
we make it a celebration mm-hmm. and we invite the church to come and celebrate along with those who are being baptized yeah. because it is a corporate celebration. Mm-hmm. It's not just one person uh, who is declaring their faith in Jesus. It's, it's a whole church family bearing witness to what God is doing in their life and in their local church family. So what I would say is every time we offer a baptism, make it a priority to come to witness it, to celebrate with the people who yeah, are getting baptized good. and to, as they're being lowered into the water, remember that's your story as well. You are visibly seeing the gospel demonstrated in baptism as the person is immersed into the water and raised up out of it. You're seeing a small little glimpse, the, the, the symbol Jesus gave us of what he did for us. He did for all of us. And that person's baptism is Yes, a public declaration of their faith, but it's also their identification with the entire body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's their way of saying, I'm a part of the family of God mm. and through not my own effort, not my merit, not what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of this family because of what Christ did for me through his death. And that's resurrection. so good. You're saying it's part of their testimony. Yes. I mean, that's that's beautiful. You want to be able to share that with people outside the church and inside the church and your future kids one day, or maybe you have kids and they're thinking about baptism now or your grandkids, you can express how, what your experience was like and, Mm -hmm. and maybe hopefully the fondness you have over that, that memory of you being baptized. So no, that's so good, Justin. Well, this has been another episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Be sure to jump back in with us next week. We'll be continuing this conversation on baptism. We'll see you guys then. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.